the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome everyone to the show, Extreme Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove with their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news you can use. And today we are here with one of my good, good friends. She is an amazing author and uh, counselor. Her name is Mary Ricketson, and we want to welcome her to the show. Welcome, welcome, Mary. Hello, Michael and everybody out there. <laughs> we have finally did it, Mary. We're together. <laughs> it's taken us a while, but that's that's what the worthwhile things are in life. Worthwhile things are. You work for them, and that's what happens. And so we want to just say welcome again to you, and thanks for being on Extreme Carolina. Now, what we want to do, Mary, let's just dive right into it. And we want to ask you, I and mean, you're an author. You have written at least three books that I know about. You probably got a couple of more. Or have you, well, the ones that I know about are The Shade and Shelter. Uh, those are poems by you. And then you have the Mississippi story of Luke and Marie, Meridian, uh, Maria, and Hanging Dog Creek, which uh, that one's also by you as well. So now of these three books that you've written, well, let me back up. When did you start to be the amazing writer that you are? I've been writing for probably 25 years. And I've also got another book. I didn't send that book because it's out of print. But my my um, first published book of poetry was I Hear the mm -hmm. River Call My Name. And the river I'm referring to is the Valley River right in downtown Murphy. Oh. Um, yeah. There's this poem in there about how I, I would take a break from my office and walk down to the river, which mm -hmm. is now the Riverwalk in downtown Murphy. And just um, imagine that I was throwing all my troubles and everybody else's <laughs> troubles I was just listening to down to the river and let them float on down way past where we can see or anything. And wow. um, somehow that has to do with how I write and mm -hmm. how I live. And so you have to have a flow of things and you have to mm -hmm. not hold on to anything so long that it gets grimy and dirty and sweaty in your hand. You have to just mm -hmm. throw things in the river and let them go and kind of trust the nature, the environment, and the world. Right now we're uh -huh. in a time of coronavirus. It's a little harder to trust our world, but somehow mm -hmm. we have to find it. Ah, and so through your writing, that's enabled you to find your center, yes. so to be. Yes, yes, uh, that's what uh, I do. 
Well, good, good. Well, thank you for sharing that. But you're also a licensed professional counselor as well and uh, is doing uh, certified clinical mental health counseling. Correct. And, uh, which is what I like now. But one of the things, before I get back to the books, I want to talk about you were one of the original organizers of the organization here in North Carolina. And uh, that's uh, in Hayesville and in Cherokee County. And uh, you were on the board of that organization. And uh, that's called Reach. Right. And uh, you were one of the, one of the original organizers. Is that correct? That's right. Um, shall I tell you about it? I love. Yeah, tell me. I love to talk it. about it. Back around a very late 1970s and early 1980s. Um, mm -hmm. There. That's when the whole country started trying to start battered women's shelters. Mm -hmm. And um, so at that time, the North Carolina Council for Women had um, someone who was in a position to serve different regions in North Carolina. So they had a community meeting to talk about whether we had a um, problem with domestic violence in this area in at that time, I was working for the mental health center here in Cherokee County, and I was expecting to do some things for community service, and I had been nervous and thinking, oh, what do I have to do? And I thought, that's my thing, bingo. I'm interested in women's issues. I'm going to go to that meeting and hope I can do <laughs> something, and I can let them know I'm already doing something for community service. So the way it turned out, um, I was quite interested in how the meeting went. And I must have talked the most because they made me the leader of the community project. And we met and gathered people from every kind of agency and walks of leadership, including ministers mm -hmm. and policemen and everything. And we met mm -hmm. for four years trying to figure out, first of all, did we have a problem with domestic violence? And if so, how bad was it and what were we going to do about it? And by the time the four years was up, we would maybe have 50 people at our community meetings. We did a good job of working together. The first thing we did of a practical nature was to get it that um, we were passing um, abused women around like hot potatoes because none of us felt like we knew what to do about it. And we mm -hmm. agreed that nobody knows enough. The first person who is contacted keeps that person and makes the phone calls to see what's available. That's how mm -hmm. we started to work together, networking and we trusted that other agencies, other people um, were all going to help as best we could. And that was a very valuable experience for me. Mm -hmm. And look what's happened. We're able to serve. I mean, we still have a problem, but we made laws. We helped to pass laws 
we helped get mm-hmm. things started. And, and I'm really proud to have been a part of that process. Yeah. And now, uh, how many uh, of these that are across the uh, the state? I mean, is it? I, I know that there are other states that have organizations that are geared toward helping bad right. women and um, things of that nature. What I know, aside from numbers, is that every state in the country and mm-hmm. um, every place in North Carolina has a way of being served. It may not be real close. But there, there mm-hmm. is a way of being served, and and there are laws now that pertain to everybody. Mm. Fantastic! Yeah. That was an amazing thing that you guys put together, because now I I see they have the uh, Reach uh, Battered Women's uh, Month or in October or something like that every month, where they have the purple yes. uh, that's going on yes. there. Yes. You, That's a nationwide um, recognition to have a domestic violence awareness month, and I keep up with it. Yes, but I'm not. Uh-huh. I'm not a part of organizing or making things happen. But I keep up with it. That's fantastic. Yeah. That is so needed in our society. It's a shame that we have to have it, but it is a great thing that we do right. have it. Right. So it's like a shelter where women can go to get away from the thing that's happening to them at that moment. Well, is that correct? Well, yes, but it's a broader thing than the shelter. It's a broad spectrum of services. Tar Heel basketball, Cam's Panthers, Asheville's eclectic nightlife, and the Great Smoky Mountains. It belongs to us, too, out here in extreme Carolina. Once again, here's Michael Borkman. And and I will add that when we started the shelter, of course, we had to start it small and get bigger. But when we first Mm -hmm. began to have a place for women to stay, there were young and old. There were um, people from all walks of life, but I remember Mm -hmm. being amazed that there were many women who were 60, 65 and older. They had been being abused for many, many years, and they never had Mm -hmm. a safe place to go. They didn't want to endanger their sister. They, you know, they were wise enough to know what would happen. And we Mm -hmm. all knew that the most dangerous time for a woman uh, who is being seriously physically abused is when she leaves. So we we could never judge anybody for whether they were able to make the step or not. You have to Mm -hmm. trust that they know. Well, that is, I tell you what, that's so, I'm so, um, blown away by the, the fact that you guys were able to step up, step away, or step out to help such a growing problem that is in our country, or actually in our world, because I'm sure it's not just something that is to uh, America, you know, I mean, this is all over the it world. It is worldwide, and, yes, yes, we don't have a claim uh, so, on it in this culture, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we don't want no, a claim on don't. that. Terrible, but uh, but kudos to you and your organization, and uh, that you keep uh, uh, with it, and that you're part of it. So we want to say thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, we want to get back to all these books that you've written, that you've written a lot, 
And one of them in particular, I mean, of course, Dave, have you had other people to shine a light on you about your writing and stuff of that nature, about living, loving through uh, verse, and that is you. And of course, uh, you know, you talk about your drive uh, in Hanging Dog Valley. Is that where you, uh, you still live there? I still live in Hanging Dog, yes, yes. Wow, that is <laughs> some people that are here this day are probably saying Hanging Dog Valley. But uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about it because you've been there for well over forty years. I you? have, or... I have. So I I live way out in the country, and I I live along a creek, and I live where I can grow food, and I've been looking at the same walnut tree for over 40 years and things (laughs) you know things that feel really familiar to me Mm -hmm. and so I've learned to make nature my best friend and and um, so I care about the environment because I don't know what I do without nature around me that is awesome. I'm glad you uh, shared that. I'm sure that is beautiful driving up that driveway, coming to your place every day when you go it home. It is. It is. Fantastic. Well, now, you've also written a story about uh, Luke and Miriam, and I'm assuming that was your, your, ma- That's your mother? That's my parents, yes. Yeah, and, uh, and about Mississippi. Right and uh, writing about them, which is where they're from. And uh, you still uh, have uh, uh, ties to that area down in Mississippi. Right, right. That that's where I mostly grew up. So I have a claim to that environment also. I don't have any relatives <laughs> there right now, but I, I've got my memories right. and my claim to it. And it had an effect on me because I grew up been strongly impacted by the civil rights movement and the time before Mm -hmm. that when um, we were all impacted by the prejudiced ways of society, whether we went along with Mm -hmm. them or not, we were impacted by them. Yes, and you wrote about that, uh, about the humanity, the tragic Focal uh, story that uh, revealed the history of yes. segregation. Uh, that was uh, it. It played a huge part in your life or your upbringing. Yeah. your growing yes. up, and you saw that through the story of uh, your parents. Yeah. How has that impacted you since being an adult? Um, since growing up, I really appreciate that the um, civil rights movement had some impact on our country and all of our lives. Mm-hmm. I, I really mm-hmm. appreciate while we don't have things perfect yet, they're certainly not as bad as they used to be. That's what right. I that's that's yeah. what I've got. Yeah. Well, yeah, the the love that um, you had had one of the uh, people that I think you've known, uh, he was the uh, laureate of North Carolina. We have a new lady we now. Do. We do. I, I hope I can meet her. I would have by now yeah, well, if we didn't have all this 
social distance and stay at home orders we've got. Yes. Well, you know, she told me that she wanted to be on the show. I spoke Good. with her and uh, she said she would love to be on it. And of course, with the thing that's going on. So hopefully we'll have her on the show and uh, we'll let you know about that. And uh, because you have ties with the laureate with the last one, which was Shelby right, Stevenson. Right. And uh, as a matter of fact, he, he did some uh, talking about in your book, he didn't he? He gave me a recommendation on my book. Yes. Yes. Wow. That's pretty strong because uh, the laureate is an amazing person uh, for the state of North Carolina. Of course, each state have their own. But uh, that's something that is amazing uh, when it comes to poetry and writing and things of that nature. And so you may have possibly some folks were looking at you for that because of your poems. Uh, they're so powerful. And so you've had, uh, you said you had another book that's about ready to come oh, out? Oh, I have a book that's ready to start to hunt for a publisher. So that's uh, quite a few steps away from being ready to come out. Ben, I think I think uh, okay. um, the time of the pandemic is, I don't know if it's slowing all the publishers down, but it sure is slowing me down. Most of us, most of oh. us aren't quite up to um, our full level of achievement right now because we have to worry about have I got my mask or Just, where do I wear my mask? Where can I go? How do I get there safely? Okay. So that takes up a lot of our minds right now. But I do hope to find a publisher before the end of the year. That's what I hope. Yeah. Okay. Well, then get back on your game. Because uh, I'm sure that uh, writing is just something that's natural for you, but you have to be in that, like you said earlier, have you your do. center. Yeah. And 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 this is you being thrown off bit, your center yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not alone. The rest of us. I'm are counting too. on not being so, the only one who's off center a little bit. Yeah. No, you're not the only one. <laughs> but but we have yes, to overcome this and do and, and get back on our game. And but at the same time, you know, pay attention to what's going on around us so that we're not totally affected by how this right. is working out. But uh, but we're just so glad to have the opportunity to speak with you today. I mean, I love the books that uh, you uh, have already written. And if people would like to get uh, one or all three of them, where would they go to find out about those books about from you? Well, Mary? the best place is when things open up, they can go to Curiosity Bookstore in Murphy. They stock my books. Or people can contact me directly or they can order from Amazon. Yeah. Awesome. So that is cool. And so if they wanted to contact you directly, how would they do um, They would contact me at maryrickardson311 at hotmail.com. 
fantastic. Well, people will be able to do that. And we're just really glad to have you on the show today. It has been amazing. We're up against the clock today. We, we don't want to run out of time, but we don't want to bore people because they say, that show's too long, even though it's good. But uh, it, it has been good. And I just want to say thank you so much for, for being on the show today, Mary. It has been amazing. We, you and I, we worked hard to we get did. to this point. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> thank you for the privilege of being on well, your show. And I've enjoyed it. Well, it has been my pleasure, Mom, all the way, my pleasure all the way. Thank you, Mary. I just want to say, as we're letting you go, ultimately, Extreme Carolina is committed to our listeners to bring you leaders uh, who are passionate and purpose-driven, like Mary, and making a difference. By listening to their stories, our listeners have the opportunity to learn from best and be motivated to dream bigger dreams, pursue their passion, and make an impact. Now, for the end of the show, we always do a positive quote. So today, Mary, I'm going to end our show with a positive quote. And the quote of the week is says this, living in the moment means letting go of the past and not waiting for the future. It means living your life consciously, aware that each moment we breathe is a gift. So there you go. Quote of the week, Mary. Thank you for being with us. We appreciate you. God bless you. You take care and uh, we'll, we'll talk soon, okay? Staring up the road and pray to God I see headlights.